0: Hi, my name is Dr Jo Braid and I am the Burnout Recovery Doctor. I help healthcare professionals overcome burnout and get their energy back. So, whether you're a med student, allied health professional, or a doctor who is suffering from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you will get your energy back through strategies for burnout recovery. This show will give you the practical tips and mindset strategies to help you recover from burnout in healthcare. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Today on the Burnout Recovery Podcast, I am delighted to have Donna Coriel as my guest here today. Donna is joining us from New Jersey in America. I can't wait to hear all about the social media doctor's website that she's created. So it's called so Docs, and it's ready for doctors on social media and creating a website that is an educational platform and a place to facilitate connection for doctors, certainly in the US with an international lean as well, as far
1: as I understand. Thank you for being here, Donna. Yeah, thank you so, so much for having me on. And I'm excited to have a great discussion with you. Sure.
0: Absolutely. So tell my audience, please, about you and what you do, please. Thank you.
1: Yes. So I am a medical doctor, traditionally trained medical doctor, and I am an internist I pivoted about three years ago, uh, to go into full-time digital entrepreneurship. This after about the past decade of dabbling in the online space, um, and really learning to, um, create content, create websites, um, lead communities and do things that are helpful to promoting yourself, um, in your career and out of it. Uh, this started as a stint away from medicine, uh, about a decade, just over a decade ago, when I took time off of medicine for three years. And that stepping away allowed me to discover all the different things in the world we just don't have time to discover as doctors, and to discover talents that I had, that then led me to a decade of digital building and led me into creating Docs.
0: Wow. So I'm hearing that you you had a foray into
1: the IT world and sort of upskilling in website design and so forth? Absolutely, yes. And it all, your audience may find it interesting that it all started, I mean, again, it's it's me looking back and sort of understanding it after the fact. It started because I stepped away from medicine. I stepped away to have my third son and to be with a child for once in my life. I wanted to be there for my child after they were born. I took time off and like, you know, one month became two months, became a year, became three years. And during that time away, because everything went silent to some degree, right? All of our busy schedule suddenly stops and all that matters is family and being home. Um, I was able to acquaint myself with things that I never had before and things that a lot of humans take for granted if they don't go into the medical path, but things which medical doctors don't necessarily have time to massage through. Um, And I always say this, like even things like cooking and baking and house design and entertaining friends and making friends. Mm -hmm. Those are things that regular, you know, people that don't go the medical path, they sometimes take for granted and think that everyone should know these things. And we don't. And so those three years were spent rediscovering myself and redefining myself and then bringing back into medicine and vowing to never, to always have that be a part of medicine somehow, and that's how sort of I had a seedling planted for somedox.
0: Yeah, wow, great, great. So are you are a mom of three boys.
1: Yes, I am, proudly a mom of three boys. Yeah, yeah. You oh, you too. I, I love, love it. That. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I was just I getting going great. when you were taking your break um, from from work. Fantastic, really fun. Okay, so thanks for sharing all about like that gap and sort of reconnecting with um, some of those human needs, I guess, that we have or like the human um, important parts of our lives that, as you say, might be taken for granted for others in other disciplines or other roles and so forth. And I can hear that must have really coloured what you how you sort of intentionally came back into medicine um, three years later and sort of, I guess, what you wanted to keep um, from what was important for you in those three years, please.
1: Oh, 100%. First of all, I don't even think that most doctors, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't think that most doctors even realize that they need these things because we're never really given time to do them. So I didn't realize I needed them as much as I did um, when I actually discovered them. And then once I discovered them, I absolutely refused to let go. Uh So when I went back into the clinical practice world, I vowed that I would not let go of these newfound talents and skills that were bringing me so much happiness. Um, And I wasn't sure that I even wanted to go back, but I did go back And some of those skills were were, were IT skills. They were, I started to blog and I started to use the digital space and I started to learn about it. And I loved it so, so much that I vowed to figure out a way to mesh it in medicine. If I was going to go back to working as a clinical doctor, which I did, I wanted to figure out how I could mesh the world of, you know, the digital world at the time it was blogging for me, but the digital world with medicine. And I went through this evolution of first, it was me and my personal blog and just blogging and having such a great time doing it to building a community to teaching doctors how to do it themselves. And then to now actually forming a business that I run where I showcase doctors. I actually provide services for the doctors. And, you know, there's actually a mission behind so Docs that I proudly stand behind. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's great. You've got all
0: these um, like amazing short um, courses or webinars that you've created. I've seen on LinkedIn, on Facebook groups. I think you're doing one on Twitter or you've done one on Twitter already.
1: Yeah. So the really cool thing is that the website, it's media.com, is split up into recently we called it departments because we want to make it simple for the world to use the website. And we actually refer to the website as a mall, right? A mall of thought leaders, a mall of healthcare influencers, a mall where you're going to find actual doctor, real doctors in healthcare. So it's a mall and one of the department's is lecture is called lectures and it's actually not just me lecturing. There are many lectures by me lecturing about the digital space. But the cool thing about it is I've created a way for doctors to become lecturers to use this technology that I built into the website where they sign up to give a lecture. They don't have to do any of the design or IT Things because I'm good at that. So I do it all for them. We co promote their talk. And then all they have to do is press a button and deliver. And we kind of set up the live audience for that. And we, you know, afterwards package it up into an on demand space. And the doctor Mm -hmm. can even make passive income for the rest of the life of the lecture um, from people who then find it on our site as we grow and watch and listen passively.
0: Fantastic. So good. Yeah, Yeah, great. Great business model. And, you know, you're doing the things that are easy for you. And then you're inviting others to talk about what their strengths are and and what's easy for them. So it's a real win-win situation across there.
1: Oh, yes. It is such a great win-win because, you know, doctors should be the thought leaders in healthcare, but they don't know how to market themselves and they don't know how to promote themselves. And that's what I excel at is the marketing, the content creating and the design of it all. So I figured out a way to showcase doctors um, in one collective space and again, lectures are just one of the departments. We're even curating these lectures into bigger conferences now um, so that there um, are more than just, there's more than just standalone lectures. They're actually a conference that brings in the attention of the world and we can work collectively um, to showcase what we know about particular topics.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. Do you have a vision for how SOMI docs might look in the next five years? How does
1: that look to you? Yeah, I mean, the overall 30,000 foot view goal for me is to promote doctors um, as the individuals that they are in healthcare. What's happening in the United States, especially, uh, I can't speak for other countries, but in our healthcare system, is that there are very large institutions very large health systems that are swallowing up practices. And they're making our individuals almost like disappear. Like we're becoming cogs in this big wheel. And um, the things we're we're not really, um, we're almost like, not the superstars anymore, right? It's the system that's the superstars and we're just the cogs. Mm -hmm. We're looking to reverse that. We're looking to say, well, these individuals are the celebrities. Let's give them the credit that they deserve. Um, We're serving as the promotional website that helps to do that Mm -hmm. so that the doctor can go individually and they can choose to go from one health system to the next health system and take their stardom with them, their intellectual property, all of the different knowledge that they created, um, et cetera. So. Great. So Donna, you've got
0: doctors, um, just as an example, you've got doctors on the website who are like multi-skilled, not necessarily just in one area of medicine, or they've got, they've got additional qualifications, I guess, that they bring to the space as well. Is that right? Do you want to just give some examples of... Of, like, the diversity that you've got there, please?
1: Sure. So, um, in leading a community for so many years, it became apparent to me that doctors are doing so, so much more outside of clinical practice. I mean, people like you, right? I mean, you do burnout coaching and such, but there's doctors that are also doing coaching in finances, or doing coaching in real estate, and doing coaching in the digital space. And um, there's just so much that we are doing now. Um, I wanted to build a website that featured doctors no matter what they do. So we have um, a data bank that features the doctor based on their specialty, um, the specialty that they've studied for and earned a degree in. Um, and then we've got their side gigs and the things that they sort of are experts in and we've got really cool filters that can filter out a physician based on what they are doing. So what's really cool is if a journalist comes along and wants to get a quote or a startup comes and wants a specific advisor or a brand, a company needs a representative, they can go to our website and they could pick like a, let's say a pediatrician that has a YouTube presence, right? And the filter there allows them to not only find the person, but open up a very unique profile, start to look at the things that they Built The doctors can build portfolios, whether they have podcasts or books or they're coaches, speakers, they have communities they lead. And it's all there in the profile in very unique ways. Um, And the professionals can now use inquiry forms to get in touch with our doctors um, and form direct contact so that there's actually no middleman. Um, And that is, I think, how we are disrupting that space is... To try to really promote these actions a bit quicker and make the connections seamless and easy um, so that we get more uh, innovations to occur with actual degree doctors in that innovation space. So good. Yeah, great.
0: Very exciting to sort of see how you are supporting that autonomy for doctors, I guess, in this space rather than that loss of autonomy that we do see um, somewhat in Australia, but I think it is some a bit more accelerated in in the US. Mm. So I'm curious, Donna, have you um ever been in burnout yourself or had like overwhelm that um maybe you try to fix yourself? Because as doctors we are problem solvers and we might take it upon ourselves to get through that. Um have you got any story you'd like to share about that, please? Um
1: yeah, I've I've definitely been burnt out. Uh It's not easy practicing medicine. You're a little bit like a sponge, especially as an internist, right? As a generalist, you are a sponge because you're seeing patient after patient. And in the healthcare model of today, you're seeing patients again like a cog in a machine. And so numbers matter, right? How many numbers have you seen today? So you're kind of hopping from room to room. You don't know where you're going to find from one room to the next, which is actually the exhilarating part of being an internist. But you're going into each room and you're soaking in that person's troubles and issues, right? Because you usually go to the doctor when you're sick. Um, the nice part of being an internist is that you can see patients when they're healthy and you can do preventative medicine, which I absolutely love. But you're soaking up everyone's problems from room to room, which is fantastic. But you don't always have the space or the venue um, or the resources to wring out that sponge at the end of the day. So that's like a really powerful visual that I use because I really feel that way is when I finish seeing patients at the end of the day, I'm a filled sponge. But if I continue to see patients the next day without having wrung out, then I just continue adding water into my sponge and I can no longer soak it in. So that to me is a great visual to describe how I felt as a physician that was just seeing more and more and more and more and more, and you just love everybody, you want to hug everyone, but at the end of the day you you know you you don't have enough space for everyone, and the machine makes you see an amount that's that's impossible to treat the right way, and you know, and in America, it's all on you, you know then you're getting burnt out and you don't have enough time to give time to people with really a lot of complex issues mm-hmm. and you start to make mistakes and 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 thankfully I don't really have those kinds of stories but I'm sure that other doctors do because of the nature of becoming a cog and doing things so quickly and yet being responsible for so much heavy things right people human lives are in your So um, I don't have a specific story, but I can tell you that I was burnt out in a system that I just described, and I just can't imagine any human not getting burnt out um, unless they are somehow able to just turn off at the end of the day. Maybe the doctors that are are working shift work can do that better because it it really is conducive to shift work, but internal medicine and other generalist type work is not shift work, and that's the problem.
0: Sure thing yeah so i'm hearing you talk about sort of the responsibility of the individual the workload now um demanded of the individual in the current system that we're in and like there's a mismatch on sustainability and um i guess that element of sort of well-being and um being able to continue at that pace over the long term it's it's a unique kind of person that wouldn't get some level of overwhelm in in the setting that we have now and I think you and I probably did medical schooler maybe a few decades ago if I'm guessing right for yourself and um, medicine was different then you know it it was still very paper-based certainly in the UK um, and and some was in Australia certainly as well before EMR came in and um, Maybe some of the issues with that as well that um,
1: some of our colleagues can relate to. Oh, absolutely. And I think that the word you just used, mismatch, is a word that I use as well often to say this. There is a big mismatch. Um, You know, it's exactly people like you and I, uh, those of us that do care. We're the ones that are getting burnt out, and that's what scares me. Is right, the people that won't get burnt out in a system like that are the people that are emotionless and that are robots and that maybe can just literally turn off, or maybe they're the ones that don't necessarily soak in, soak in problems into their sponge. But soaking in problems into your sponge can be a good thing. It, it, it you know, you you empathize with the person on the other side and you want to just bring them in and give them a hug. You care about them. I mean, I, I know that there needs to be a level of protection that we put up when we're physicians. We're taught that in medical school, right? Because otherwise it can't be sustained. But at the same time, your patients do become your family to some degree, um, as long as you work as their primary care doctor. And because it's unsustainable, Um, that's what's sort of breaking our system um, and we're losing the people that empathize and care.
0: Yes, yes. Yeah, very true. Yeah. So, so let's keep going with your lovely analogy of the sponge that fills with water and more and more gets poured on it through the day. What do you do to wring out your sponge at the end of the day? What is part of your self-care routine that you really
1: love or you rarely miss that you might like to share? So my loves include, uh, well, being with my family is huge. Um, playing board games is huge for me. Experiences are huge. So whether it's with my children or with my husband, um, going, you know, driving over the bridge to the to New York City and grabbing a really great dinner in New York City, or watching a show, you know, the culture in New York City is just unmatched from my experience. I've been to different places wow. in the world. Yeah, it's been incredible. And, you know, like, I love designing. I love designing the house. I love estate sales. I love finding vintage and making it interesting. I love designing websites. I love designing photography, you know, eye photography, photos I could take from my pocket, and then making it really cool with Photoshop. So I really love a lot of things, but a lot of them are just kind of like experiences and art, artistic twists on life.
0: Fantastic. I'm hearing sort of connection and creativity are hugely important to you. Extremely. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Good. Okay. Well, look, would there be anything else that you'd like to add um, to the interview that we've had today? Is there anything you'd like to offer to the audience? Uh, Any more gems about doctors on social media or... Um,
1: anything else that you'd like to add here you're super welcome well it depends on who, you know who if you're listening and you are a doctor i would urge you to check out somedocs doctors on socialmedia.com follow us across social media we're at somedocs um and Join us in whatever way that you can. We have so many great things. We have a networking arm, and we have a magazine, and we have video series. Uh, and if you are not a doctor, you can still use the website because everything is openly accessible in terms of the information on it. Our departments are openly accessible for you to peruse. So you can look through it please don't forget to subscribe so that you do still get the cool things that we put together. And I really appreciate everybody listening and I appreciate Dr. Braid for having me on and for doing the great work that she does outside of clinical practice.
0: Oh, look, thank you, Donna. It's really great to have you on today. We'll put all of your links in the show notes um, so people can find you on doctors, on social media, and the whole like list of all the champions that you've got on there as well. Amazing. Thanks so much for your time today. Thank you as well. Thank you for tuning in to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and head on over to my website at drjoebraid.com. There you can download my free guide with 10 tips to take if you're nearing burnout. See you next time.